0: Hey, listeners, just a reminder that the history of everything sex is for mature audiences, so listen with discretion. And don't forget, we're ready for suggestions, ideas, stories, whatever you want to tell us. Just email us at thehistoryofsexpod at gmail.com. Thanks!
1: Hello, Terry. Hey, Melinda.
0: How are How you? Are I'm
1: great. I'm, I'm good too. I'm good too. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm, uh, this is, this is kind of a heavy one this week, but okay. It's, it's a story that needs to be told. So do you want to okay. say you're welcome?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, so let's try to, let you me know, let's just keep it, keep it. I don't want to make everybody excited by my voice.
1: <laughs> Please.
0: All right. Yes. So, you know, welcome <laughs> to the history of everything sex
1: that was absolutely perfect you like that that was perfect perfect lead in
0: nice nice awesome yeah So what you got what you got for me
1: have you ever heard of Dr. John Money does that name ring a bell or it no? does but I don't know why okay and so today we're talking about the history of Dr. Money which is just a crazy name anyway. Right. Um and his research on intersex children. Um, um and there's a lot more to the story, but that's just how I'm going to intro it until we get okay. To get okay. to the the T. All right. All right. So let's let's go. Uh Morning. so John William Money was born July 8th, 1921 in Moransville, New Zealand to a relatively religious Protestant family. He attended Hutt Valley High School, a nice state school in Lower Hutt, New Zealand. I would love to go to New Zealand.
0: Um, yeah, me too. It's yeah. Definitely, like, my, probably my number one place to go.
1: There you go. He graduated and continued his education at Victoria University of Wellington, which is part of the University of New Zealand. Now, obviously, a highly intelligent man and very hardworking student Because he graduated with two master's degrees, one in psychology and the other in education. And this was in 1944. Hmm. From here, he journeyed south to Dunedin. I'm going to go with Dunedin, New Zealand, where he held a position as a junior member of the psychology faculty at the University of Otago. All right, so that's that's his background. Now I wish okay. I had more info about his personal life during all of this because I'd love to have some mm-hmm. like juicy details on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing. I have nothing. I don't know anything about if he partied or if he was just a complete square and he just stayed in his dorm or whatever all the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now okay. at age 26 in 1947, John moved to the United States. He attended the psychiatric Institute of the University of Pittsburgh for a short time before moving on to Harvard to study social relations, and he obtained his Ph.D. in 1952. Hmm. So at that point, John became a professor of pediatrics and medical psychology at Johns Hopkins University, which is a position that he held for the rest of his life.
0: Johns Wait, Hopkins? Please. I went to high
1: Johns school with Hopkins. him. Oh, no, you didn't.
0: Yeah, and Susie Kettering used to smoke mm-hmm. weed behind the Susie who Kettering. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a uh, it's from the movie uh, Step Brothers. Sorry.
1: Oh, that's yeah. Went to high
0: school with Johnny Hopkins. She goes, you did not.
1: So, John was a scientist and a researcher, and in particular, he was interested in researching babies that were born intersex which basically just means that they aren't born with exclusively male or female reproductive organs and or genitalia. Okay. So for many, many years, the medical community has felt that the best, most ethical thing to do for these babies was to assign a sex, perform surgery to quote unquote, fix the genitals, and then raise the child as that assigned gender. Okay. So while some of us might kind of scoff at this, um, it's important to point out that both the parents and the doctors sincerely believe that they were acting in the best interest of the child. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely not wrong to say that society as a whole tends to put a lot of stock in the idea of male or female.
2: Mm-hmm. First
1: thing they ask you, what'd you have? Is it a boy or girl?
2: Right, right. Um,
1: Parents worried that their children would be bullied and made to feel like freaks. Uh, Doctors and parents also worried how the child would feel. Like, do you feel like a freak? Um, Are you confused? Are you ashamed of it, of, of yourself? So there may have also been a lot of pressure from doctors to have the surgery. And parents were made to feel that if they didn't take this course of action, they were dooming their child to a life of isolation and trauma. Right. So very difficult. I, I can't imagine.
0: I can't either.
1: Um, right. So today there's a push to educate parents of intersex children that it's not their right to decide the child's sex or gender and that doing so is likely far more harmful than allowing the child to grow up intersex. And if they decide to, to have sex assignment surgery when they're able to make the decision for themselves. Gotcha. So back to John. So over the years, he published over 500 professional papers and 40 books. He coined the terms gender identity and gender roles. Hmm. He was instrumental in replacing the use of sexual preference with sexual orientation. He said, hmm. It's not, that's not what you prefer. That's your orientation. That's what you mm-hmm. are, right. Mm-hmm. He brought attention to sexosophy. <clears throat> Sexosophy.
0: Oh, like sex
1: philosophy? Yes, exactly. Ah. It's the philosophy of
0: sex.
2: Hmm.
1: And this focuses on the non-scientific normative assumptions that our culture or society teaches us. Okay. These concepts are based on tradition and experience rather than research and scientific experiments or statistics. For example, scientific research has shown that a mutually consensual loving relationship between an adult man and a prepubescent girl is not psychologically or physically harmful to either person. Okay. Sex, sex, definitely would say otherwise. Right. Right.
0: Right. 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 Right.
1: But you can do all the damn research you want to do, but I'm going to tell you right now that man better not be touching that little girl.
0: Right. exactly. Right.
1: So while some of the beliefs that Dr. John Money held may have been considered way ahead of his time, like the fact that if a person born as a female said that they identified as a male and wanted to live as male, this should not be questioned. In other words, like a person's word and feelings should be enough proof for someone. So, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, we're glad to hear that, right? Right. Right. Some of his other theories, which he presented as proven fact with little to no scientific proof or good evidence, have come under a lot of criticism. Mm. For today, we will specifically talk about his blank slate idea. Okay. So according to John, everyone is born a blank slate as far as sex is concerned. We come to understand whether we're male or female based on six variables. One, how we're raised. In other words, what we're told growing up, like Mm -hmm. you're a little boy, you're a little girl.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, The external genitals that we can see. Mm -hmm. For three, the internal reproductive structures. Number four, hormonal and secondary sex characteristics. Mm -hmm. Number five, gonadal. Go, yeah gonadal sex and six chromosomal sex xx or xy so it's it's all the things that we just usually lump together as male or female um Mm -hmm. so he said that you know that he broke it down basically is what he did so this brings us back to his research on intersex babies so due to his blank slate theory he stated that babies born with ambiguous genitalia should immediately be surgically altered, assigned a gender and raised as that gender and never told anything about that. And this (sighs) is why doctors, as I said earlier, pushed parents to do this when their baby was born intersex for decades. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Now, while John was publishing his theories and research, I quote unquote research Mm -hmm. because really it was just his ideas that he said were true. Yeah. Um, Another couple was preparing to become (laughs) parents. Janet and Ron Reimer lived in Winnipeg, Canada. Hmm. On August 22nd, 1965, Janet gave birth to identical twin boys, Bruce and Brian. The parents were over the moon and the twins were beautiful and healthy. The parents decided not to have the boy circumcised, as some parents do. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: However, when the boys were about eight months old, they were diagnosed with phimosis, which is when the foreskin of the penis can't be pulled back, like to clean the head of the penis or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the family's pediatrician recommended that Brian and Bruce get circumcised to solve the problem. So Janet and Ron scheduled the procedure. And on April 27th, 1966, the babies were taken to the hospital and left to be treated. However, wasn't long before Janet received a phone call saying that there had been a complication. Mm. So she drove back to the hospital, unsure of what she was about to face. As it turns out, for some unknown reason, The doctor had used an electrical machine to do the circumcision rather than the traditional tools and scalpel. While operating on Bruce, the first twin, the machine malfunctioned and burnt off the baby's penis.
0: Oh, my God.
1: The entire peen was gone.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Yes. So, of course, Janet was shocked. And she said his little wiener was gone all the way to the crotch. And wisely, it was at least decided that Brian would not get circumcised. Let's not do this to two babies.
0: Oh, right. Gee whiz.
1: Yeah. And then just, you know, Brian just grew out of the phimosis, So this never had to be done in the first place.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So the Rhymers were at a loss. What in the world would or could they do? So as they worried and they wondered, Janet saw a program on TV where Dr. Money was a guest and he was explaining sex change surgery. He even had a trans female by his side as proof that sex change was safe and beneficial. So Janet wrote to the doctor asking for help. The doctor wrote back that the best thing that the parents could do for their child was to change his gender to female Through sexual reassignment surgery, they could make Bruce look female on the outside, and then they just had to raise her and treat her as a female. The doctor explained that this was about nature versus nurture. He said that babies were born gender neutral, and it wasn't until age two that a child, quote unquote, became a boy or girl. He also told the rhymers that they could never tell the child about this. It's all about how a child is raised, John said, and how would he or she know any different? It's kind of like Santa Claus. Right. If we all think about Santa Claus now. We're like, that's ridiculous. But if you grow up knowing that that's just a fact of life, you you don't question it, right? Mm-hmm. So the Rymers took the expert's advice. They traveled to Baltimore, Maryland, and on July 3rd, 1967, Bruce went into the hospital, where his testicles were removed and vulva were surgically created. And after the operation, Brenda emerged and returned home with her family. Brenda. Yes. Now, Brenda and her brother Brian were raised differently, mm-hmm. where Brian had trucks and toy guns, Brenda had baby dolls and makeup. Brenda was a very pretty little girl and was dressed in pink, frilly dresses most of the time. Mm-hmm. Once a year, the twins were taken to visit John so that he could check on Brenda's progress. Boom, boom, boom. What Janet and Ron did not know was that the good doctor had his own reasons for recommending Bruce undergo surgery and raised female. He had been handed a perfect opportunity to test his nature versus nurture theory on gender identity identical twins raised as different genders he had a control brian and a test patient brenda and each time the kids visited him he would record the sessions when they were six years old john asked them who's the boss out of you two and brenda said well brian's the boss because he's a boy Mm -hmm. and the kids made other similar remarks like how Brian was the tougher one because girls can't hit very hard. In 1972, John published his book, Man and Boy, Woman and Girl, about his experiment. Mm -hmm. He gushed about how his John slash Joan, that's the names that he gave the children, uh, how his John slash Joan experiment was proof that his theory of gender neutrality was correct and he boasted about the success of his interventions. You know, I did the right thing and look how wonderful this is. Mm -hmm. But the truth was, even two years before the book was published, both John and the rhymers were starting to notice some hints that Brenda wasn't the stereotypical little girl that they were hoping for. Mm Mm-hmm. She preferred her brother's toys over her own. She would borrow his cars and trucks whenever she could. And she was sometimes aggressive, which girls can be aggressive too, don't get me wrong. But while John reassured the parents, he was actually pretty worried. At age eight, Brenda was shown graphic books that showed women giving birth so that she could see more explicitly what female genitals look like by Dr. Money. She was very uncomfortable with this, as any eight year old would be. Right. And when John asked what made her and Brian a boy and a girl, or what was the difference, she said her hair was longer and she wore dresses. She said her privates were flat and Brian's were not. Mm -hmm. Then John really went too far when he had them both undress despite their protests. And had them inspect each other's genitals so they could see how different they were. He even took pictures, which definitely does not have any justification that I can think of. He also, sorry, i wanna, I know. I
0: wanna, I'm
1: going to stomp on his face. That would be great. Absolutely. God. I know. He also told Brenda that she could have surgery to make her privates look more normal. But she said no. And he Mm -hmm. said, well, when do you think maybe you will? And she said, maybe when I'm 13 or 14. You know, just to get him to shut the fuck up.
0: Now, question. Yep. Because she doesn't know. She still doesn't know. Okay, 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 okay.
1: Nope, she just assumed she was born a girl. Right, okay. I mean, and really, she probably just thinks she's a tomboy. Right. I mean, she was... But Me. even that, I mean, it's... heck,
0: I'm sure I bet you if you pull up her pictures and my pictures, she looks more like a girl than I did when I was
1: yes. <laughs> eight years old. Exactly. But yeah. but I do. But she also kind of seems to feel that there's something. something so, yeah. Yeah. Now. So Brenda was isolated and bullied in school because she was dressing more like a boy and she had no interest in playing with girls. And things were definitely just not going well at all for her. So, Mm -hmm. you know, she felt different. She, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it all came to a head in 1978. The twins were 13 at their annual appointment with John. He became very pushy with Brenda about getting an operation to improve the look and function of her genitals.
0: Do you think that she was ever like, how about you take a look at this at his? Do you? You know what I mean, right? Maybe his needs to look better. Mine's yeah. just fine.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean, right? And yeah, and she probably didn't think anything of the way she looked. So right. yeah, uh, he he wanted this. She didn't. Right. And the more she said no, the harder he pushed. And he even had that same trans woman there, hoping that hearing her story would convince Brenda that this surgery would be great. After the visit. Brenda told Janet and Ron that if she had to ever see the doctor again, she would kill herself. Jeez. She had episodes of shaking and crying uncontrollably. Before long, Janet and Ron made the extremely hard decision to tell the twins the truth. So Ron took Brenda for ice cream, a sure sign to her that he had something bad to tell her. When he did explain to her that she'd been born a boy and everything that happened afterward, Brenda finally felt sane for the first time. Everything made sense now.
0: Right. So even though it was like a a bad news, it was, yes, you know,
1: yeah, she kind of was like, almost
0: like a relief.
1: Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Brian, on the other hand, he stayed home with his mom and Janet tried to break the news to him gently but once Brian realized what she was telling him, he became furious. The lying, the deception, all the visits with Dr. Money, plus all the pain that his twin that his twin had endured over the years was just way too much for him. Mm-hmm. In fact, this may have been so traumatic for Brian that perhaps he had a break from reality. He was eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia. And it may have been triggered in some way by this news on that very day. Wow. Yeah. So, so sad. Now, as for Brenda, she immediately knew what needed to happen. Brenda became David and surgery was scheduled. David, at 14 years old, finally had the corrective surgery that gave him a penis. And while he'd never be able to have biological children, he finally started having some hope for his future.
0: Nice.
1: Now, sadly, he and Brian's relationship was never really great after they learned the truth. Mm -hmm. They just dealt with it differently and things were just different. Right. Um, David eventually got a settlement for the botched circumcision. Mm -hmm. And it must have been a good chunk of change because he was pretty set for a while. Mm -hmm. He married Jane Fontaine on September 22nd, 1990, and he became a stepfather. Mm -hmm. And she says that he was a really good dad. So that's awesome. Yeah. Then in the early 90s, David and Brian learned that Dr. Money was still claiming that his experiment was a success. He was still bragging and making money on the John slash Jones story that he Mm -hmm. continued to portray as proof of his theory and as a story with a happy ending. So David and Brian were pissed and they decided to take their story public uh, in order to refute John's claims.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They had already been so exploited and wronged by this doctor and they could not stand to let him continue to go unpunished. So they told their story in a documentary and it was the first that their parents had heard about all the bad things that Dr. Money had put them through, especially the sexual stuff. Mm hmm. The parents were extremely upset, of course, and they were just so sad. Mm -hmm. And worse, there was no proof. The transcripts and any pictures taken during that time were kept confidential. They had no way to get to it to prove that anything Mm -hmm. had happened at all. So it was just hearsay. In fact, there were supporters of John who doubted their story, saying that children often exaggerate or they just remember events incorrectly. So unfortunately, that nothing ever came of that. Mm -hmm. But the publicity definitely brought John's work and research under scrutiny. While John is hailed as the father of gender theory, he's been a huge ally for the trans community, and he established the first gender identity clinic. Many could not get past what had happened to David Mm -hmm. as a result of John's unfounded theories, and self-serving medical decisions. Mm -hmm. The criticism of Dr. Money only escalated when David collaborated with author John Calipinto to write and publish a biography titled, As Nature Made Him, The Boy Who Was Raised as a Girl. Mm -hmm. Now, there's quite a bit of footage of the Reimer family, and the documentary, Dr. Money and the Boy with No Penis, is awesome it's so good
0: oh it's good okay yes
1: it really is and it's short it's like 45 minutes or something okay, but okay. it's it's really it's really good because there's a lot of um david talking about all of this okay and his mom uh but the story sad as it is has an even sadder ending so brian's mental health declined sharply after discovering Dr. Money was continuing to tell their story as a success story Mm -hmm. on July 1st, 2002, Brian died of a drug overdose and most people assume that it was intentional. Intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So this of course took a toll on David Mm -hmm. at age 38. David was having trouble finding a job. He and his wife were taking some time apart and he had invested most of his savings with a scam artist who took off with the money and never returned
0: oh that sucks
1: on may 4th 2004 two years after brian's death david killed himself in his truck in the parking Mm -hmm. lot of a grocery store dang and in the documentary at the very end the saddest thing is david and he's talking about He can't believe that some people still support Dr. Money. Mm -hmm. And he says, quote, people are going to say the David Reimer case could have been successful. I'm living proof. And if you're not going to take my word as gospel, because I've lived through it, what what else are you going to listen to? Who else is there? I've lived through it. Like, is it going to take somebody To wind up killing themselves, shooting themselves in the head for people to listen. Is that what he did? That's exactly what he did. Right. Man. Sorry to be a downer, but. That is a downer, but you know what? People need to know that story. I know. I know. When I came across it, how how did I I
0: ever heard this? Not not story, story, but you you know what I'm saying. Right, right. It's like.
1: Exactly. Now, since the early 2000s. There has been debate between those medical professionals who are pushing for parents and doctors to put off gender assignment surgery until intersex children can make his or her own decision and give consent. Mm -hmm. But there are still others who say, despite David's case, most intersex children who undergo surgery as infants and are assigned a gender do perfectly fine. They also point out that those who do not get assigned a gender um, are at risk of social stigma and even mm-hmm. parental rejection. You know, you just don't even know how to deal with your kid. Like, I don't know if you're a boy or girl. I don't know, you right, know, I don't right, know what right. to call you. I don't know what to tell people. So mm-hmm. um, now the the American Academy of Family Physicians have a statement that says that they oppose medically unnecessary genital surgeries performed on intersex children the societies for pediatric urology opposes any legislature that puts a blanket ban on any type of surgery since there can be some different interpretations of medically necessary Mm -hmm. you see so it kind of goes both ways like they the american academy of uh, family physicians is saying like you know don't do that don't don't do this medically unnecessary surgery on your baby mm-hmm. just so that you can feel, you feel better. better
0: about right.
1: Exactly. You know what
0: color to paint in a damn nursery.
1: Right. Right. But then the societies for pediatric urology are like, but at the same time, you know, don't put the law out there that says that parents can't do something unless it's medically necessary because there's too much room for interpretation there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, like a catch 22. Yeah. Like, and then Boston Children's Hospital stopped performing clitoroplasty and vaginoplasty in children who can't consent due to age, unless it's deemed dangerous not to do so. Mm-hmm. So again, it all comes down to, you know, doctor saying one thing that may or may not—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say be true, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some opinion to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, we know that there's there's physicians right now who would never do gender reassignment surgery because mm-hmm. they personally don't believe in it or don't. Right you know, agree with it or whatever. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm sure some of that comes into play with, with newborn babies too. You know, there's Mm -hmm. some doctors who are probably like, you know, telling parents like, whatever you do, don't, you know, don't let anybody talk you into surgery until this child's old enough to say, you know, I'm a boy or I'm a girl. Right. But really, and, and the more I was learning about it, it's not they so statistically, there's a lot of sites and a lot of um a lot of sources that say one to two percent of babies born in the US are intersex, which is a lot, like yeah, one, I mean, it's one to yeah. two out of a hundred. But this other site was explaining that that's not exactly true, mm-hmm. like that statistic includes. Um, so there's a certain thing where like female fetuses can just get too much androgen or testosterone in utero. Mm-hmm. So when they come out, like their labia are huge, mm-hmm. almost like testicles, and mm-hmm. their like clitoris almost looks like a little penis. Uh-huh. So it's like you can tell that the child is has female genitalia. Yeah. But it's like not normal. Okay. And yeah. so they're considering that intersex. Oh, okay. Or even, you know, there's a lot of baby boys who are born where their testicles haven't descended yet. Right. And and they eventually do. Or one has, but the Sometimes other hasn't it look, yet. Yeah. Or
0: they looks like they have an innie.
1: Yes. And they're yeah. calling that like okay, okay. intersex. Okay. Well, that makes so, more sense
0: then. Yeah. You know, so they're they, like.
1: They come true. up with that number. Exact Because there are other babies who are born like with a penis. And yet they have ovaries and a uterus. My question was, if if a parent wants this to happen, I which I don't know why you wouldn't, but why wouldn't you just do a quick DNA test and see if they have XX or XY? Right. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. Like it oh, seems well. like that would be
0: an easy fix. Right. I mean- easy for me to say but well right
1: and then yeah. there's something called klinefelter syndrome where the embryo it's like xxy so literally it the child is not female or male they are okay. a combination so it's i mean i, I hate to call it like a, a birth defect or a general i mean you know i hate to make right. it sound I, like it's a bad thing but i mean it's, yeah it kind of is because that's not supposed to happen Right, 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 and, and not so, only exactly, sort. And, yeah, yeah, and so I mean, I can, I can see a parent kind of, I can see both sides of it, you know.
0: That I, I, that would be a very hard decision mm-hmm. uh, to make. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I lean on the let them, you know, obviously, well, that just me personally, right? I would, I would let them, um, you know, get uh, to an age where they could make that decision um on their own but i feel that way about a whole lot of things <laughs> you know right. what i mean right. so yeah. um uh but i can see the side where they're like well they're gonna be teased or they're gonna be maybe you know mentally feel a kind of way or yeah you know because they they know that they're um not like
1: everyone else right they're so. not normal you know as normal as defined yeah and they were saying like um talking about how just how binary our world is you know Mm -hmm. and between like you said painting the nursery pink or blue dressing Mm -hmm. the child in you know a dresser or a little suit or whatever the case might be and And, and, you know, the first question that parents are asked all the time is, you know, well, when you're pregnant, what are you having? And then, you know, when you have the baby, well, what did you have? And I mean, it's got to be hard. Yeah. And there are intersex adults who fight for both sides. You know, there's some that are like, you know, whatever you do, do not assign a sex to your child until they can tell you what their sex is and then there's plenty of intersex adults who say you know when I was born they decided what I what I would be they did everything they had to do they raised me that way and I'm happy about it so
0: well right you got to think that they have a 50 50 shot exactly of getting it of of getting it right what's in their head so you're gonna have someone that was like oh I'm I'm glad they they chose this for me and you're gonna right ones that are just like no they they got it wrong right you know
1: yeah and And, you know i mean it even goes back to this whole like gender reveal thing that there is such a big deal right now about mm -hmm. you know people put so much stock in is it a boy or a girl and you know a lot of people these days are like you know don't do that because even if the even if the baby is born female and assigned mm-hmm. female at birth it doesn't mean that they truly are female they, but they may realize later yeah, that yeah. they are actually a boy and mm-hmm. you know not trying to use all the wrong words but at the same time no, I, know, I know I know what get you my mean. Point across you know and so I don't know it's it's hard and and the other thing too is I think that a lot of people still to this day truly truly put a lot of stock in what doctors say, you mm-hmm. know, I think less so than they used to back in the sixties, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause now we have the the internet. So right. 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 Google always knows and, more than you know. your physician. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, shoot.
1: Yeah. So you know, it,
0: that started out. So I'm like, hey, I, I like where this guy's going. I like where that, this guy's going. I'm like, I know that baby. Oh my goodness. Yep.
1: Yep. And he wrote so many books and you know it's just just hurts my heart that yeah specifically for david that this is how things ended up and right
0: and you got to think they were 13 okay yes so i'm like okay if i need to sit down and talk to my child Mm -hmm. about something now about all these resources (laughs) yep you know what i mean so i'm you know i'm thinking back to to seventy eight. I mean, it's like, who do you even who do you even talk to? Who do you even know who to trust? Right. You know what I mean. With the right, yep, the right answer, and and they were probably shocked that it affected Brian the way it did.
1: Oh, I'm sure. And his I'm, mom said in the documentary, she said she thinks he reacted that way because he liked being the only boy in the family. And Mm -hmm. now he was learning that he wasn't the only boy, you know, because his sister was actually a boy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure she knows her children better than I do. Well, you got well. I bet I was getting. I'm thinking
0: just back to we were eight years old, and you made us examine each other, right? This is now. It's all making sense. You know what I mean? Where he's he's looking at it like you piece of shit.
1: Yeah. And my and that, parents have lied to me the whole time.
0: Right. My parents have been lying to me where you get, you know, uh, David
1: mm-hmm.
2: um,
0: when he was Brenda still. Mm-hmm. that How, you know, kind of a relief.
1: Exactly. You
0: know, and I'm sure they were kind of expecting the the opposite. Yeah.
1: Reactions. And I'm glad that they didn't wait any longer because, you mm-hmm. know, every year I would think that as Brenda kept saying what is wrong with me you know why right. don't i like what the girl's like why do i always want to play football? why don't i have why a period right. why don't i
0: just anything that is just like it, right yes um you know yeah and to know, the, know that you're vi- that he was uh violated like that and it just that mm-hmm. just disgusts me exactly but, but as as awful of a story i thought it was i mean it was you did you did an amazing job well thank great. you but I appreciate um, it. I feel like everybody needs to hear that. Everybody needs to hear that, you know, you can't make somebody be something that they're not.
1: Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, they did make it sound, I don't know statistically, but everything I read, it made it sound like most of the time they choose female. Um, I I don't know if that's because they're like, I can't really – figure out what those genitals are but they look more female as opposed to I mean you know we know what a penis and a and testicles look like yeah yeah don't have a penis and testicles I guess the first thought is oh you must be a female right uh you know and it's probably easier to make labia uh you know than it is to make a full-ass penis yeah so so I don't know for sure but it kind of sounded like most parents probably leaned more towards the female um, mm-hmm. assignment to their child. So
0: easier to stick to the innie than the outie. Exactly. You know, yep. Well, shit. Yeah, I know. Thank and you. And the other for thing, that. too, mm-hmm. last
1: thing is that some of those babies, like I said, where like the females were um, had too much testosterone in utero. And so they came out with those, you know, almost male looking uh, genitals. They grow out of that. Like, if you just leave them alone, mm-hmm. like it's like when they say, "Oh, that little baby needs to grow into his nose." Well, those little babies just need to grow into their genitals, right? You know? right. they just got big old genitals, but they'll 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 get big too, and then it'll be normal, and then it'll be right. Yeah, so. Anyway, sorry it was a downer, but it's also that's all right. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was hooked very interesting. So, watch that documentary when you get time. Oh, I will. I will. you know how it ends, but I know. Still very Man. interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. All right. For that. And, and, you know, educate yourselves. That's right. People, something sounds yeah. um, confusing to you or unusual or interesting
1: hmm dive into it yeah more and find about good it. sources
0: find good sources
1: yeah and keep your ear out because i do believe that there's gonna be more and more um like bills and legislation that that's trying to be passed still to this day to mm-hmm. either legalize or illegalize um uh, these kind of surgeries on babies yeah yeah so well, okay, well, that's all I got for all you. All right. Well, I hope everybody shit. Has a great week. <laughs> There's no <laughs> true or false, or so, I got no game right. for you today. You know
0: what? Next time.
1: <laughs> that's right. Next time,
0: I'm going to come up with a game.
1: There you go. The end of our thing. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Deuces.